Uh, there's a couple, uh, um, I don't know, house cleaning, bookkeeping apps to, to go over. Okay. Um, first, uh, as I was driving home yesterday, or from when we recorded last time, um, I'm pretty sure I heard, uh, said Pretty in Pink was a problematic John Hughes movie. 16 Candles? Yeah, it's 16 Candles. I was thinking of 16 Candles, but I said Pretty in Pink. They're Molly Ringwald. Yeah. They're basically the same. <clears throat> Red, headed, ho, look like Molly Ringwald. Uh, <laughs> and the other, uh, real fuck you for making me think of Jared Leto so much this week. Oh, you spent a lot of time thinking of the old Leto man. I, I did, because you, uh, you're like, oh, I think you're just have any, the internet's influence on you and your opinion Jared Leto. Uh-huh. I'm like, well, well, maybe I do, but... <laughs> that's what everyone on the internet says about him. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't... I don't I'm think not, it's necessarily wrong. I don't... I'm not on the internet that much. I, I decided to give, you know, the old Leto a fair shake. Mm-hmm. And I did go and watch Dallas, uh, Dallas well, Fires Club. Club. Uh, it was a really good movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Matthew McConaughey was great in it. Jennifer Gardner is uh, awkward and stilted, as she is in everything I see mm-hmm. her in. I like Jennifer Gardner for some reason, though. I'm not like her. I don't think she's a great actor, but it's like, yeah, at least she's getting work. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I really enjoyed seeing Steve Zahn, though. Yeah, he's in that movie. That's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> I like him in everything that he's in. Do you think it's because him and McConaughey are friends because of Sahara? Oh, that's true. I forgot they were in that movie I together. bet he's like, yo. Let, uh, get, I know a dude who play a cop. Yeah, hey, get my friend Steve Zahn. He's good. All right, all right. All right. Okay. Uh, but I mean, Steve Zahn is good and everything I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, was uh, um the one Neil Diamond movie? Uh, oh, uh, Saving Silverman, like, <laughs> one of the most under underrated comedies in my opinion. Early two thousands, yeah. mid two thousands. You got you got Jack Black, you got Steve Zahn, Denise Richards, right? Uh huh. And uh, uh, guy from American Pie, Jason Biggs, Jason Biggs, and then yeah. uh, Arlie Ermey. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's a gay man. <laughs> It's pretty good that they got him to do that. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, but, I don't know, I liked it. Jared Leto was really good in it. Mm-hmm. I guess my, my issue with Jared Leto is not that he's a bad actor. I actually really, I enjoy him and everything I see him and I think he's good. It's just the kind of prep work that I read about him doing. He shouldn't just be good, he should be amazing at everything. Like, I should ne- I should want to see Wallace. I should want to see more Wallace when I when I watch um, Flame Runner. I should want to see more of the Joker when I watch Suicide Squad. Um, and, like, for what you said about Suicide Squad, like, Margot Robbie and Will Smith are perfectly fine in that movie. The, the, like, Jared Leto is ridiculous as the Joker. And, and, and to me, Jer, uh, the Joker, as much as I love Batman and the Joker in comic books, the Joker is not a character you need to go super deep with your method acting uh, prep work for. No. Um, he's not that hard to understand. He's a fucking Joker. Yeah, I mean, Joker's, uh, I'm, I'll probably get lynched on the internet for this anyways, but he's, uh... Fucking cheesy character, anyways. He's from the 1940s. He's a gangster wears clown makeup. Yeah. And he fights a giant bat. Heath Ledger did a good job, but it's like, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, if he didn't die, he wouldn't have been nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. Not that Oscars matter, but. Um, you know, I'll say he probably would have nominated knowing Hollywood won. Yeah. Because they nominated Johnny Depp for uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, that's true. But you know what? He like when Pirates of the Caribbean first came out, and Johnny Depp was in there doing his Keith Richards impersonation. But, like, it was like yeah, well, yeah, there's something special pretty, about it's pretty it. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah but then, then he, he did it. like five more. So who cares? I to go back to again to go back to my general, my general <laughs> thing. My again, my issue with him is that he's perfectly good as an actor. I just think the prep work that he does, he should be better than good or even really good. Yeah, I think that's he does that out of his own pompacity trying to be like Daniel Day-Lewis. Right. right. And he's and not, like, like I said, he seems like a dickhead in real life, but uh, he gets way too much hate for his actual, like, acting abilities. Like, he's a good actor. Yeah. I mean, he, again, he's, I didn't, 
And I think I said that when I when we watched Blade Runner, he was good as well. I just mm. think that you know the kind of bullshit he makes the cast and crew go through, he should be he should be great. Like he wore those contacts the entire time he was on set. He never mm. saw any of the cast and crew. There's and yeah, movie making is an art, but there's also a craft to it. There's all these guys on the crew that have to put up with your fucking bullshit. You better be better than just really good. I don't know if the contacts thing like puts too much pressure on other people. It's well, like, I mean, like it try not to bump into shit. I guess you know what I mean. Yeah, I just it just irritates me. It reminds me of, like all the people I work with, I've worked with in, in real life that are like super into their job, but then just not as Actually great as they it. think they are. Yeah. Speaking of Jared Leto, and to go back on another conversation we had about uh, what is art, what are the extents of art and performative art, performance art specifically. Um, you think professional wrestling is an art form, right? Yeah, I mean, there's an art form, too. Again, I think largely, you can argue even, like, some of the schlockiest shit, there's mm-hmm. an art to it. Well, um, I, my example think... I always bring up is uh, the Bret Hart-Roddy Piper fight from, like, WrestleMania 4 mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, that's where good. Where, at the time, Roddy Piper's kind of a face, which means he's a good guy in it. We but, talked about this on the podcast, like, specifically, I think, in the Lay Live episode. Oh, maybe. Yeah, but they tell a story in the match without right. dialogue, really, and they get the crowd interaction, people are involved, like, he makes a heel turn, but then the crowd brings him back, and it's like, his, he gets a redemption arc for his, like, last major right. pay-per-view performance, right? So that, that's that's performance art. That's yeah, yeah, no, no, 110%. I think wrestling at its best, and the best <laughs> matches... Um, We've talked about they're telling a story inside the ring. It's it's absolutely art. Mm-hmm. Well, hold on. Uh, first, I want to do another uh, example of um, where it's still performance art, but it's uh, getting towards schlock. It's becoming gruesome. It's like the classic Undertaker, Mankind, Hell in the Cell match okay, where yeah, he's yeah. just beating the shit out of and then Mick Foley. Oh God, it just, just broke my head. Yeah, back in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, Mankind was thrown off the Hell in the Cell. <laughs> Well, you know, the, the classic close-up of him where his tooth is, like, through come his, up through yeah. his nasal cavity and sticking on his face. So that's the extremes that wrestling can go to. But that's still, that was performance art, you know? Yeah. It was dangerous. It was stunt work. It was physicality, but it's also just fucking commitment to the art form. Well, recently there's been a major controversy on the internet involving the extents that wrestling's allowed to go to. Ah. And we're going to talk about a woman named Priscilla Kelly, who's an indie wrestler. I probably don't know this story. Uh, you don't? Nope. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't follow wrestling too much, as much as we talk about wrestling on here. It's usually yeah, the like, golden uh, age. Unless, uh, if, uh, if, if the wrestling happened after, like, 1996, I probably really don't know. I'd say... Well, I mean, I this is the attitude still, era. We were watching the Raw. Videos, I think we were watching Raw until, like, 99 or 2000. But, okay. yeah, that would be, like, the, the end of our time period, I think. This is definitely, like, by the time I was in high school, I was just, all I cared about was punk rock. But, um, so she did this spot in a match she had recently. It was a 21 older show, so no kids, nothing crazy, right, you know? Yeah. Um, she reaches into her pants, pulls out a fake, you know, obviously it's a prop, used tampon, (laughs) and puts it in the mouth of her opponent. Yeah! Alright. So... The internet fucking went crazy about this. Like, like I mean, oh, it's not too just, far. Oh, I mean, it's, it's too crass. Well, uh, even the the thing that really puts it in perspective for me is uh, Road Dog Jesse James. You know, uh, historically member of is he the Generation out X. Shit? I mean, he's yeah. Like, he said, 
You that that was just too far. I'm sure he's like converted to like yeah, I think he's like uh, now or some shit, or some shit. Which now. all those fuckers are. But yeah, he came out against him. It's like could have sworn I remember you guys dropping poop on Vince McMahon, telling everyone to suck it. Um, um fucking Vince McMahon had that. What's her name? The old she was an older wrestler. Oh, uh, May Young. Yeah, May Young in the yeah, fucking hand. Yeah. So the W, fucking wrestling goes places. It's yeah, it's schlocky. It's campy. It's absurd. Like weird. Like steroid user humor kind of stuff. And like, if I'm gonna be honest, like there's not a huge difference between pulling out a fake dirty tampon to shove in someone's mouth and like half the shit I've seen on Jackass. Well, yeah, and then also. To keep it in confidence wrestling, um, what, Rikishi, Yokozuna, oh, any yeah. of that guy's just here eating I guess ass. they didn't do it so much, but Rikishi, his whole, he yeah, had, like, a whole ass move. Yeah, like, come, fucking, it's wrestling, right? So, it's different, Kyle, I mean, I think you know the problem here. It's because it's a tampon. It's a lady. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to. The reason people are upset things. is because... It's menstrual blood. Yeah, um, people are, men are just so, oh, um, oh, God, clutch my manly pearls at the thought of menstruation. Ooh. Can you clutch manly pearls? Yeah, I'm talking about my testicles. <laughs> my testicles. <laughs> but yeah, that is the... the... <laughs> I'm going to refer to my testicles as manly pearls. Yeah, <laughs> but that, I think that is the real crux of the issue is that, oh, this is... Yeah. Oh, how disgusting. I mean, I, I you know, whatever. I'm, not to get too political, but after um, what happened in the 2016 election, does anything anything surprise you when it comes to, like, feminality and men's reactions? Well, just, uh, oh, oh, man, women are the worst. Feminists are just so, evil. Women are just the grossest. Yeah. Um, they bleed from their whatevers at least once a month for, like, 40 years. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I actually am kind of into it as a spot. Like, all right, she's probably not going to get a WWE contract now, but it's interesting. Like, I think that's an interesting way to push the limits of wrestling. And obviously, eh. she got a, a pop out of it. She got a huge fan reaction, which is kind of all what you're going for in wrestling. I mean, as far as, like, the her and the promotion is concerned, I assume that's a success because everybody's fucking talking about it. Yeah, I mean, maybe she'll uh, actually get to go wrestle at... New Japan or Ring of Honor, somewhere where it's not shitty like the WWE. Because I'm sure she doesn't want to wrestle for WWE anyways because it doesn't seem like anyone wants to anyways. I mean, yeah, you want to wrestle with WWE, you get that money. I guess. Do they pay them well now? Or are they still independent contractors? Or I mean, yeah, that? they're still independent contractors, but I think as far as the actual payment goes, WWE is the biggest payday right now. Oh. Uh-huh. I don't know. I just uh, don't think it's a big deal. Actually, I'm pro Priscilla Kelly. Like, I think that's pretty good. I wouldn't make an entire gimmick out of it, but I think it was an interesting, nice... It was just, uh... Provocative entertainment. It's interesting to be provocative sometimes. I still think that's art. Marilyn Manson, Gigi Allen. Um, well, sometimes just being provocative for the sake of being provocative has some merit to it, I think. Especially in this case where it did clearly instigate a sort of socio-political discussion. Here on this podcast. Well, I think people, <laughs> have, people are talking about it online, too, that mostly it's because men are upset that, oh, no, not period blood. <laughs> <laughs> that was like uh, at the Reading Festival in 1992. The Reading Festival? Yeah, in Angloland. That one was like, it a hell? Of, they did they hold it at Reading, California? Because if they didn't, it's a real no. Real it's in up. Reading, England. Oh, darn. But uh, that one punk band from Los Angeles, that all girl like right girl band, L7, I think it might have been. Uh, like they're having technical difficulties. People are throwing mud at them. From the crowd, because like, ah, hey, you damn bitches playing your guitars, playing better. And so, lead singer pulled out her tampon and threw it in the crowd. And I always thought that was pretty cool. 
So, uh, maybe I'm just weird and I'm into, like, tampon attacks. <laughs> like, use tampons don't really bother me. I mean, they don't bother me. I just don't, I mean, like, it, eh, a little gross for my face, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, it's a spot. It's, yeah. You know, like, yeah, whatever. It's not anything grosser than I've seen on mainstream wrestling. Before uh, before we get to Weird Science and the movie we watched this, this week, uh, one last thing. Uh, during the Total Recall podcast, yes. and I know this because I was listening to it because I was going to post it right before I left. Oh, uh, yes. But uh, you uh, you made a, a comment about humans having pheromones, and at the time I just let it go by because I'm like, oh, I've been in finance for a few years. Maybe there's a scientific article that has found uh, evidence of human pheromones, and I don't know about it. But nope, you're wrong. There's no scientific evidence that humans have, uh, have pheromones. There's some uh, anecdotal evidence, but no, they've never isolated a human pheromone. Okay, but we're animals. What separates us from every other animal? Well, I mean, there's there's also they've uh, not found evidence in for pheromones in several different kinds of mammals, including a lot of uh, apes. apes. Yeah. Well, shit. I just assume. <laughs> I mean, like... there's there's some anecdotal evidence, like you know, you know, when ladies menstrual periods match up, mm-hmm. um, and like uh, I think there was some study about. I don't know. It just, VO and stuff like that. So like, there's yeah. so many anecdotes that pheromones exist, but I've never read a scientific study. Yeah, I mean, maybe they just haven't been able to isolate it. Like, like I, I trust the scientific community. I'm a man of science. Know, it's lying but shit. well, it's for, it's for profit quite often now, which is weird. But I mean, you think but, about um, it. Yeah, there's actually a profit motivation for discovery of human pheromones because they've been trying to sell mm-hmm. a Spanish fly for like 50 years. That's true. Well, I don't mean pheromones as in some sort of magic smell that, alright, we're... Yeah, we can have sex. I, know I just mean, mean like, everyone has their own individual scent. That's why we still... I thought, presumably, that's why we still had pubic hair and armpit hair and stuff is because it collects... Yeah, and, like, the, um, like, our body odor, uh... Really comes in when we hit puberty. Mm-hmm. That's like an evidence for pheromones, but we, again, they still haven't actually asked yeah. pheromones. So I mean, again, it might exist. I just have not. Seen and then it. also, um, scent is like strongly tied to memory, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, the like, I don't know. I, I think there's more there to it. Like maybe it hasn't been like you said. We haven't isolated the actual pheromones we have. Yeah, the other thing too is maybe too. it's not an actual pheromone necessarily, but maybe certain smells yeah. like trigger something in our brain, and that may not be. Well, it's like uh, humans are attracted to genetic diversity, or all animals are, right? You're trying to diversify your genetics for healthier allegedly. children, allegedly. So maybe it's you can smell. I don't know, that's the thing is, I think there's more to our senses that we're not conscious of all the time. Yeah. But, you know, science hasn't proved it yet, so jury's still out. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> Speaking of science. Some weird science. Weird science. We watched Weird Science. Um, this movie should have been called Weird Magic. Yeah, that's my thing, too. This is not science, it's some magic shit. <laughs> some magic shit. Cool. Sex magic. Uh, I was surprised this movie was only PG-13. PG-13 yeah, was different in the 80s, though. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there was uh, some titties. Mm-hmm. Some fair amount of titties actually being considered the Playboys. Yeah, and then also, yeah, there's like a lot of background titties. Mm-hmm. And then a very specific, classic um, nudity that takes place towards the end. Uh, really, the best part of the movie is the uh, the main theme. When it's science. Yeah. When that's like science, I was like, oh, like, mm, yeah, let's go. Damn, this is a jam right here. Uh, John Hughes supposedly wrote this in two days. I believe it. I mean, well, he's known for just kicking shit out. I do think this is his weakest movie now, watching it as an adult. Uh, Home Alone 3. Oh, yeah, he did write that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 
the this is the weakest movie of what people really consider his canon. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, his uh, well, his uh, his his prime, his, his yeah. heyday, in the early to late eighties. Uh, Breakfast Club's better. There's a lot of uh, yeah, Breakfast Club's way better. Pretty yeah. pink. I think you know, Breakfast Club might be kind of weird to watch now as an adult too. Yeah, but I yeah, there's definitely some weird relationships going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty in Pink. Ferris Bueller might be his least problematic movie. Um, I've never actually liked Ferris Bueller that much, but I'm sure I like it more than Weird Science because <laughs> I did not like Weird Science. <laughs> it was hard uh, watching it. Uh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, there's parts of this I kind of enjoy. Um, but not yeah, a lot. I don't know. One of, the, one of the things that makes me believe that he wrote this in two days is there's some uh, some dialogue in here that's just completely terrible. Well, a lot of it's also this happens, and then this happens. Mm-hmm. Here's a new set piece where this happens. Oh, and then this happens too. And then this happens. Yeah. Moment, event after event after event, but like none of it's really interconnected. Together, and, yeah, yeah, it's just weird transitions and stuff. So you fucked up, John Hughes, Johnny Boy. He can't hear you, um, he's dead. Uh, yeah, I forgot he was dead. Let's get to it. Uh, fucking, I do like this beginning part where you immediately know who your main character is going to be and what they're about. Like they, The characterization is really strong here where it's like, ah, skinny nerd perv, got it. <laughs> I do feel like I know way too much about what John Hughes was like in high school based on all the movies he's written about high school. Yes, yes. Um, he, uh, he's like upper middle class, rich boy, right? Yeah. Like, just yes, based for on, like, sure. The, the shit I see in these movies. Well, because he's Wyatt in this movie, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's sure. definitely. I mean, he's probably. Yeah. A little bit of Gary too, but I think Wyatt's mostly that's him. Mm-hmm. This is like his little high school nerd fantasy thing. <laughs> Trying to use you weirdo. Um. Yeah. So they're watching the girls do like fucking extreme gymnastics for just high school. There's a little callback to this later on when uh, Lisa and Wyatt have their first yeah, kiss. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is creepy as fuck. Yeah, it's super creepy. Um, but yeah, they're like, oh man, I just we gotta take the. Here's what we do: we t- we hit the town, we hit the city. Yeah, well, <laughs> well they're talking about their kid high school. They have a gymnastics program at their school, right? They probably have fucking crew too, right? Yeah, I don't know, man. They're fucking. They're really good at gymnastics for high school. <laughs> just a random ass high school in the middle of Illinois. Mm-hmm. Sure, man. I don't know. Sherman, Sherman Illinois. Illinois. Sherman Oaks. Um, yeah, they're talking about their fantasy. And it's, okay, it's like, boom, take these girls. We hit the town, show them what the nightlife's like. A little dinner, a little dancing. <laughs> what the a little fuck? rub a tub. <laughs> what are you talking about, you weird 15-year-old? That's why no one wants to be your friend, you fucking neckbeard. <laughs> What's your fedora? And then it's shit? like, oh, uh, then it devolves into an orgy or whatever. And you're yeah. just like... <laughs> Naked girls everywhere. Yep. And then when... Uh, this opening scene, like I said, characterized him really well, and uh, I also got worried for a second. I was like, mm, uh-oh, I'm not going to like these guys <laughs> as an adult. I think uh, when we watched this movie younger, I think I just liked um, the like safe sexuality of it or something. <laughs> uh, they're not, uh, they're actually not as problematic as I was afraid of. Yeah, when going that into turns movie. out, yeah. They uh, they're a lot more respectful of Lisa uh, than you than I would would I would think or what I would remember. Yeah, and she has a lot more agency than I would expect. Well, she's like the best character in the movie. Yeah. So good job she, about that, John. She was, was married to Steven Seagal. What the fuck? Oh my god! Yeah. I just ruined Kelly LeBrock. <laughs> Uh, well, I didn't have a happy marriage from what I understand, and she kind of disappeared after they got divorced. Mm-hmm. How fucking terrible it was. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he'd be a good 
husband. Well, or... I mean, he's been accused of like sexually harassing every female assistant that's ever worked for him. So and other co-stars and yeah, yeah. he's yeah. Just a, I mean, like if I I'll fight Steven Seagal right now. If I <laughs> shit. And then you say it to my face. I'll say it to your face. You can't even see me. Yeah, I'm Steven Seagal, right? I'll do a a keto on you. Yeah, okay. That's not a real martial art. Yeah, you'll come at him. He'll grab you by the wrist with three fingers and use your um, weird spooky mumbo-jumbo energy bullshit and flip you into space. And then he'll... I'll run after you. Uh, I got got a pencil stuck in my ass. And then... uh, let me get everything on the menu. <laughs> uh, fucking Iron Man's here though. Yeah, it's Iron the uh, the worst cast of Saturday Night Live right there. Oh yeah, and remember like Paul and, and Robert Downey Jr. Only one season though. Yeah, I think it's the year right after this movie was filmed. Yeah. So they might. Uh, um, this is when after Lauren kind of like leaves the show for a little bit, and so yeah. was he working on Kids in the Hall? <laughs> I don't probably. Didn't this is why when Lauren leaves and they decide <laughs> to do this? I think so, yeah. I can't imagine it's his decision. To I don't think... Oh, Anthony Michael Hall and Robert Downey Jr. That weird science movie. Those two kids, they showed a lot of promise. I can't see him getting along with Robert Downey Jr. at all. <laughs> well, after that year, I think the only cast member that survives is uh, is Lovett, right? Oh, uh, he was there for a long time, too. No. Maybe I'm thinking of a different year. But anyways, this is the worst season of Saturday Night Live ever. Um, yeah, but it's Iron Man. It's fucking... Oh, wow. Iron Man. Young Iron Man. <laughs> you, uh... For those of you listening on the internet uh, who um, only know Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, you basically have seen him in this film in Civil War when they show young Robert Downey Jr. (laughs) They just just superimposed his his face from this movie into that movie. When they smoothed him over, he mm -hmm. did a good job. Yeah, they just made him look like Robert Downey Jr. in some of his first roles. Uh, Nobody likes him. They get pantsed. And then, it's such a good prank. They pull <laughs> hey, the look pants us. hey, look at us! And then Iron Man and his boyfriend run off. And they're just there in their tidy whities Gross! <laughs> and there's a um, poster for the future home uh, makers of America behind them. Is there? <laughs> yeah. It's a meeting on Wednesday. Holy shit, I can't wait to join that club. That's uh, that's one thing I don't think you'll see in high school post- as a high school poster these days. Maybe in the Midwest. I'm sure there's places in the Midwest and the South and... You know, the America's Heartland, where they still have shit like that. But, I'm, I, you know what? I wouldn't even be that surprised to see that, like, one of the high schools around here. Yeah, that's probably true. We kind of live in, well, we live in Arizona, it's pretty shitty. Ex-urban rural area. Yeah, it's very strange. But, fucking cool, these are our characters, we're introduced to them. Time for the titles, it'll be cool. Weird science. Weird science. Plastic tubes and pots and pans. <laughs> well, you know the words. <laughs> Wait, yep. Uh, the theme song and titles are really good. I enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah. And while I was watching it, um, not the main title, but like they're doing the credits and stuff, and you know it comes in in uh, lightning and yeah. it's like blue white text and stuff. And I was like, that TV on the radio album, Dear Science, and the front of it, it's like, oh, they got it from Weird Science. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> How did I not know that ten years ago? Yeah. Was that ten years ago? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was like eight. I think it was like, oh sh- no, it's dear science. That yeah, that came out like two thousand seven. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, I'm getting old. I'm getting real fucking old. Damn. This podcast better take off. We're gonna be ancient. Yeah, dear science. <laughs> and then we're back in it. Uh, fucking, our parents are out of town, of course, right? You know. Yeah, classic. Why is parents? Trope. 
Uh, Gary's making a mess in the bathroom, and the maid's not gonna be there Monday. Yeah, the maid won't be there till Monday. Gary's a real prick. My notes uh, were just like the maid, and uh, yeah, well, I forgot that all John Hughes movies take place in upper middle class uh, Chicago. This area. weird like made up suburban. Well, no, this is where Chief Keef uh, terrorizes the neighborhood in that documentary. <laughs> it's like he moved, sure, yeah, he that. moved in next door to the Donnellys, White Donnellys family, <laughs> and they're like, oh lordy. Oh, it was like the scene towards the end of the movie when the bikers show up. <laughs> that, that was basically Chief Keef. <laughs> <laughs> that's just we got a maid. That's fucking nuts. Uh, Chet sucks. Um, White's brother. He hasn't appeared yet, but this is where you find out he yeah, sucks. He's a looming threat, if you will. They're watching Frankenstein on uh, television. That's where they get the idea. Feels yeah. like a monster lady. Uh, at this point, I was like, oh, cool. This movie's at, moving at a nice clip. We're just really gonna get into the shit, nice. But I think using the clip from the old Frankenstein movie to like lead into the discussion of making a girl, like it's pretty good to like sort of smooth over, like the it's like the actual the idea. concept. Like, here's the idea, guys. Yeah, like yeah, you know Frankenstein. Same idea. What but if, like, uh, what if, he's got tits. <laughs> yeah, what if he's like you know like a sex slave? Huh? <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, my it's next like lady friends. <laughs> yeah. So that they fucking get into it. Um, it's the '80s, so no one has any idea how computers work. Yeah, that's why when Gary doesn't understand how computers work. What I mean, the people who made the movie don't yeah, know. Is what the hacking scene is great. Like the <laughs> he puts the phone up to some uh, '80s contraption. Well, that's how that's how modems work back then. Oh, before. really? Yeah, you had to old, call the internet. That was all modem, dude. <laughs> oh, well, you don't remember that. Well, I just remember the internal modems we had. Yeah, well, we didn't. Well, because we didn't have a computer when that was still a thing. We didn't have a computer until. 92? No, it was later than that. Was like no, 90. I was 8 years old, so 94. I was it 90. I think it was 90. Was it 90? I think it was 94. Mm-hmm. I think 94 sounds right. Yeah, and we were playing Doom 2 and Spider-Man Cartoon Maker. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't We didn't have a computer. Holy back. shit, do you think you can still get Spider-Man Cartoon oh, Maker? Oh, yeah, I'm sure we can get Spider-Man Cartoon Maker. Ooh, we might, I might put that show on YouTube. <laughs> some good ideas for some cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> but um like gary's idea isn't necessarily to make a fake girl he wants to make a simulation of a girl he wants to make joy from blade runner yeah and then ask her questions mm-hmm. and learn about girls because uh i was gonna say this is before the internet but it's not it's just this is definitely there were no girls on the internet at this time yeah this is like really early internet mm-hmm. when uh everyone's talking about star trek there's a bunch of harvard and yale nerds Dork. talking to each other about star trek <laughs> Um, I like the part where they hack all night. They hack the boobs, and the boobs get really big, and then it cuts to their faces, and they're like, "Whoa, Whoa. <laughs> those are those are big titties." I might spread my thumb. Yeah, and when they're trying to hack in, there's like a skeleton pops up, and it's like, ay, 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 and they're like, <laughs> oh. I like all the reaction shots they do to the random shit happening on. I, I think you know computer. that everyone, every back end computer system is like a vector way visual user interface. Yeah, um, even yeah. though like when you see Gary's computer, it's like this monochromatic black and green screen. Mm-hmm. Once you get into the internet, 3D. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's like a video game. It's like the last Starfighter. That's how it is nowadays, too. You ever tried to sign on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you hacked? You go through all these 3D tombs and vector Why it says, we're in. We're in. And it's like, damn, they really... That's classic hacker line. We're in. We're in. We're in. Um, then they start... <laughs> they start literally feeding the computer data. <laughs> yeah. no, my, no one needs Dave TV. <laughs> no, they just... <laughs> Dave, Dave Lee Roth, what a weirdo he was, too. Is. Is. He's still alive, huh? 
Yeah, but they're cutting out magazine clippings and just feeding it into... I don't know how that works. It looks like a paper shredder. <laughs> like the secure ones that you have at, like, offices, office Apparently, jobs. to uh, analyze uh, a brain, all you need to do is scan a picture of uh, Albert Einstein. Yeah, the, the IQ shot through the roof. Did you see that? Yeah, one fifth grader. It was like, 283, whoa. Oh, that's off the charts. He's going to be real smart. She's going to be able to create cars in her mind. I don't know, they get the idea to uh, put on bra for hats. Well, I'm not sure. I guess those are probably wide swans bra. <laughs> I got dude. They look like Or boring. his sister, right? But yeah. the guy I gotta assume mom. Oh, I forgot he has a sister, yeah. That's the yeah, that's uh that's the reason the parents are out of town. Mm-hmm. For the something. They're gonna meet the man that she wants to marry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a real uh, Sixteen Candles kind of reason. It's just oh man, what a nice, lovely upper middle class family they are yeah. um the dad will not allow white to hug him so yeah, yeah it's really weird <laughs> so you know it's they got a lot of really healthy relationships going on who needs love when you have money i, th- I assume that john hughes is not hugged as a child because that seems to be a theme in some of well all a lot of his movies yeah I think he's got problems with his dad based on uh, every dad that appears or talks about in uh, john hughes movie. <laughs> <laughs> um yes is there a normal dad Mm. Uh, Pretty in Pink is the one where she's poor, right? Yeah, he's like an alcoholic. Yeah, but he's still nice. Yeah, and he's like a... I mean, like her, the dad, the parents in Sixteen Candles are kind of nice, but they somehow forget their daughter's birthday, or 16th birthday. Mm-hmm. Which, even if your other daughter's getting married, seems like a gross oversight. Yeah. And also, Long Duck Dong. What about him? He's just in the movie. <laughs> no, he's like the foreign exchange student that. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I know, but he's he's offensively in the movie. Who's <laughs> <laughs> that? I, I just want to bring up like Sixteen Candles probably is his most problematic. <laughs> now that I think about it, it's pretty bad. Yeah, so you, I'm sure you've seen the picture of them with the bras on their head. I feel like that's pretty iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gonna, they got a Barbie doll for some reason. Yeah, that's how they're gonna make the lady. Yeah, that's in like. Like, why do they think provocative I... clothes? So I'm guessing that's like why it's sex doll. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Weird. Yeah, I don't know why they uh, start doing this. I don't this. know how I they come they up were... with this whole. Yeah, I thought they were just making a program that they could talk to. Well, now they they hacked into a government computer. So like, why not? Yeah, they got so much power. I just don't... That's what Gary said. He said your computer's a baby. It needs more power. <laughs> So we'll just get some extra internet. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just the whole. I guess we're not supposed to question the science behind it so much, but the whole, the turn from like computer simulation to hooking up a real doll to the computer, is weird. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Weird like, like weird jump. Why they decide to do it? But they did. They got a little dials on it or some shit. And then um, we, uh, it just starts to go crazy. Yeah, there's now. way too much science going on. We got some uh, Transformers 1984 the movie synth going. Yeah, there's papers flying everywhere, um, stuff's moving around, they're all scaredy scared, because all the science is flying around. Mm-hmm. Um, then it kind of chills out, the door starts throbbing like poltergeist. And Someone then, opened the gate. It was pretty cool, I like that effect. It would have been uh, great if their shit backfired and they actually made a Frankenstein monster. monster movie. That's a whole different movie, that's yeah, a great science. I'll watch that movie instead. <laughs> But no, it's Kelly LeBrock. And she's like, what's up, homos? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what she says. Something, like, provocative. <laughs> but uh, I've seen, um, there's this poem that Nick Cave wrote about his wife, but it's basically him listing off, like, 
iconic like sexual images or women and stuff through childhood all the way leading up to meeting her and how she personifies all that's great and beautiful about women and blah blah, blah that sort of thing yeah. so i think about that a lot especially when i watch like older movies and stuff and like Kelly the Rock would be in my list of probably like <laughs> sexual iconography leading up to like my tastes or whatever yeah. sort of thing. So yeah, that's pretty good scene when she stepped out. I was like, oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> She's British. I don't remember them fitting that into the machine, but maybe we missed that. Um, that's how you know she's smart. Oh, yeah. Because Americans are like, oh wow, English accent. Wow, wow, wow. First thing they do is take a shower with her. And sort of. Sort of. Yeah, because the reveal at the end is, oh, what a gag. They're wearing their clothes still. And uh, I was just upset, fucking, fucking standing there in wet socks. Yeah, it's feels good. <laughs> I hate Why? that feeling. I can understand like taking a, uh, a shower with your your jeans on because you're like uncomfortable. But mm-hmm. why the hell are you still get your shoes? Well, and socks I can on? see like probably not taking a shower with your wiener out with your best friend. Yeah. But I mean, fucking, you, you know, wear less clothes than that. Like fucking your wet socks. Maybe put on a bathing suit. You gotta have a bathing suit. I can't handle that wet socks shit. Yeah, it's weird. I was thinking about it forever after that. That's really where the movie took a turn for me. <laughs> I was like, no, that's. And her socks still wet. Yeah. So fucking science magic. She's able to summon a car mm-hmm. with science magic. Yeah, that's my my note say. Now we know she's magic. And then uh, this is like she's like my dream of genie or some shit. Yeah, it's you know? kind of a, it actually it's kind of a similar uh, idea. Well, which. Uh, I, I guess mean, those are both. basically the same yeah. thing. Those are the same thing too. I think this is more I Dream of Genie because Bewitched, like I mean, Samantha has more control, mm. right? Samantha's Bewitched, or I think it's that, and then Genie is like, oh, I belong to the major. Yes, yeah, she says, yeah, yeah. I guess it is more I Dream of Genie in that respect because mm-hmm. uh, the witch in Bewitched, Samantha, is um, an individual. Oh, I'll, she's called Lisa because Apple Lisa, obviously. That was that. I didn't make the connection. That's what I, that's what I, I was like. Oh. This is the scene where, like, the dialogue really bothers me, because it's basically just Gary and Wag, oh, what's going on? I don't know what's going on! What is it? Wait, you're close! And this happens, like, there's, like, a couple exchanges that have very similar yeah. to this. And it, like, I'm, come on, John Hughes. Yeah, no. You can do better than that. <laughs> they just, yeah, they just get real whiny and, like, oh, but, uh, she's magic? <laughs> what happened to your clothes? Uh, yeah, but they go to a really cool bar. A candy bar. Mm-hmm. It's got a weird vibe. It's black. It's got black people. Uh-huh. And a Cuban stereotype, I believe. That's Dino's he's, supposed to be Cuban, Yeah, right? he's a white dude, though, isn't he? Well, he's Cuban. Cubans are pretty white. Yeah, I guess that's true. Now, we can get into that again about, like, fucking how imperialism in the 1800s determined what's white and not. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, Cuba, uh, I have a friend who's Cuban. Um, he doesn't look much different than me. He doesn't have red hair. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> That's about it. I'm just always on the lookout for them miscasting an ethnicity. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's not the guy. Well, the guy playing it might be Cuban or he might be Central American, some sort of Italian American or whatever. But I mean, I think he's supposed to be a Cuban stereotype just based on how terrible they have him dressed and you know. I'm just really pissed about the the Witcher. And how Siri is an a Polish woman. Uh, yeah, because it's really, this is really important. It's really important to Poland. Yeah. Uh, Henry Caviezel, he's playing Geralt, right? Yeah. Uh, he, I don't think he's Polish. You think? I think he's like Henry Caviezel. I think he's English. 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 So uh, everyone's fine with that. So I guess what they really meant is um. What? They need to be white. Interesting. Yeah, and Hermione can't be black. 
Don't you dare make Hermione black. Did she say whether Hermione's white or black in the actual story? Um, I think there is uh, evidence. Oh, she doesn't say outright one way or the other, and J.K. Rowling even said that herself. But I think there is, you know, the dancing assholes on the internet. Curly hair. Yeah. I, the thing is, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't care. She could say she's, not important to her. She's the whitest English girl you've ever seen in the book. But if they want to cast her as a black girl in a movie or a play or whatever, I still don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's not important to the character's personality whether nope. she's white or black. Uh-uh. There's actually not a lot of characters I think that ethnicity is truly important. Like, obviously, Black Panther... Um, Captain America doesn't really work if it's not a white dude because of his origin. Yes. Um, but that's... I mean, it's, there's so few characters. I saw... Um, like, you you, you want to cast a black dude as Peter Parker, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, so... I know she's all comic book I think it... Well, so, I, I was going to bring you a comic example, too. Um, uh, what's interesting is... Uh, at one point, I think it was important for Matt Murdock to be Irish Catholic because of... The Catholicism, that's the next character, oh, yeah, yeah, and okay. the boxing stuff, right? Right. And he's from Hell's Kitchen. But you can probably do something similar to that. But, yeah, someone made a really good argument that he should be Filipino now, because Catholic. Yeah. Huge boxing culture. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. So, at one point, I think it was relevant, but relevancy moves on, and now we need a Filipino daredevil. <laughs> I mean, I still think an Irish Catholic boxer is not that, I mean, you got <clears throat> fucking Conor McGregor. Yeah. He, uh, did you see he challenged the dude that uh, <laughs> it's fucking Floyd Mayweather beat up? Oh, really? Yeah. Man. It's an MMA fight. Just stop. I mean, Conor McGregor has 40 pounds on that dude. It's not going to be a fight. It's, man, it was not a fight with... Oh, man. Yeah, well, because Floyd Mayweather had like 30 pounds on that That's just such suit. a joke. Whatever. Yeah. This part's going to get cut. <laughs> I, might, I might leave it in just like... I'm, so you can tell... Yeah, like, man, Conor, come on, man. Just retire. You got enough Yeah, money. he really fell off. He just he's he just he is becoming like B list crazy now. You know what I mean? Where <laughs> he's just gonna hang out with the. He's got some Kanye crazy. Yeah, he's, but he's gonna, not. Well, he's I'm not hoping, as much Kanye as I yeah. said. He's gonna like get killed by the Kinahans or something. You think so? Yeah, cause um, I think he's like friends with the one of the brothers, like the main Kinahan. Or people have the Kinahan crime family is like he, the like the biggest Irish crime family in Ireland. Well, they're they're all in Spain and shit now, because otherwise they'll get arrested. <laughs> but Carter's friends with them, but at one point, I don't know. I, I just, who knows how that shit goes? I feel like at one point there's a threat against Connor by the kid. You know, like great yeah. shit like that. So who knows? Man, like fucking like, like, boxing like, and MMA mm-hmm. and like the profession or the the mafia influence on it. Oh, so yeah, weird. Fight culture and yeah. organized crime, like those are best. Those that shit goes together. Yeah, but it has for like a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because uh, they come from the same places. All the boxers are from, like... That's true. ...rough ghetto areas, including Conor McGregor. He's from a really hard part of Dublin. Um, and then that's where the, like, organized crime comes from, too. So there's interconnectivity all the time. Who the fuck owns the boxing gym? Probably, like, some dude who works for the Kinahans, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so this bar is weird. It's, like, fucking... It looks like a dive bar that you go to as a gag and then there'd be a bunch of sad people yeah but like everybody's like dressed really nice and they got some cool blues playing Mm -hmm. so yeah i don't really get the vibe i think john hughes has never been to a bar probably like a blues bar i think he's trying to get like i think that was what he was going for right i think it's supposed to be like a fish out of water scenario yeah obviously it's a blues bar look it's mostly jazz bar yeah but look look it's mostly uh ethnic people 
you don't fit in here, you suburban white boys. But it just doesn't, um, I don't know, nothing, nothing makes sense. We get Gary doing his best, best uh, black guy impersonation. Yeah, I fucking hated it watching it this time. Yeah. I really wanted to, like, slap Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> like, man, you're just a bitch boy. <laughs> Um, he turned she had these big titties. <laughs> he kicked me around the nuts. Kicked me around the nuts. He it just go, goes on. It goes on way too long. He's doing like the doing back the car, car ride. Yeah. The fuck? And then when we get back to the my house. My nuts is way back in my asshole. You could just tell that like John Hughes and Anthony Michael Hall just thought it was such a great character, such a great gag or whatever. It's like, no, this is fucking annoying. This is what convinced him to play Anthony Michael Hall on Saturday Night Live. Like, yeah. oh, look at this great well, character. Look at this. Yeah, look at this character work he's doing. Wow, he's, what an impersonation. He really sounds like, um, Meanwhile, the, nobody you've ever heard before. The best character work in this movie is fucking Bill Paxton. Yeah, Chet's great. I do like um, when they're leaving the bar, though, that uh, Gary's just, like, giving people money. He's like, I'll get for you. Here's one for you. That sounded like Eddie Murphy. Do you yeah. think he was trying to be Eddie Murphy? I, th- I felt like he was trying to do a shitty Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I like him all. He's like, Pluto Nash. Yeah, I think he was trying to do Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I think so, too. Huh. He was just doing a, da- a shitty really Eddie bad. Murphy. Yeah. Yeah, really I bad. can do a better Eddie Murphy. Well, that's probably the only black person he's familiar with. <laughs> it is the 80s, right? This yeah. Is, this is right after Eddie like Murphy wrong. leaves Saturday Night Live. And this is like, oh, we lost Eddie Murphy? We'll get the next best thing. Yeah. Michael Howard doing a shitty Eddie Murphy impersonation. Speaking about things that are problematic <laughs> in Eddie Murphy, have you tried to go back and watch Raw or his stand-up? Oh, there's movie? a lot of gay shit. Oh. <laughs> And his Mr. T jokes are yeah, not Yeah, and there's funny. stuff that's like, of course, it's a product of the time. I'm not someone, I'm not really on that, oh, we need to go back to the shaman for the content of yeah, yeah. Uh, something that was in vogue at the time. But it was hard to listen to with modern ears. Yeah. There's still like, some funny stuff in there. Yeah, but there's the opening, like, 15 minutes. That's mm-hmm. just, oh, gay dudes, do 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 Oh, my God, man. So he doesn't say gay dudes. He's just real casual with that F word, which is so strange to hear. They use a real casual F word in this movie. They use it two or three times. Mm -hmm, That's true. It's so crazy to hear now, honestly. But I remember, like, most of my life, I was getting called a fag all the time in high high school. school Junior high. People driving by a couple years ago, seeing how I was dressed. You know what I mean? But it's still so weird to hear. Well, I mean, when I was in high school, I was walking home, and remember that dude yelled the N-word at me and uh, Uh, my uh, black friend, I guess. Yeah. That turned into a whole fucking thing. Sure it did. Rightfully so. I mean, it's not important to the podcast, but it wasn't not through, uh, not because of my friend's fault. Really, he was trying to handle it on the really low key. Yeah. And it kind of fucking blew up. I would have, I, like, when it happened, I'm like, I guess, I guess we're gonna kick this guy's ass. He was in the car, though. Well, I mean, like, we knew who he was, so we're like, oh, did? like, like after school, I guess we're gonna jump him. I guess, I guess we'll fight that guy. Well, because that's what I would have expected yeah. from, like, when I was in California, but, you know, it was a little bit different. He's like, I'm just gonna talk to him about it. No. Like, oh, all right. With your fists, right? <laughs> I'm just gonna talk to him about it. That's a very mature. Like, yeah, now that shit wouldn't have flown with, like, where people we grew up with in the Bay, bruh. But then also, no one, no one was dumb enough to do shit like that. Yeah, if you said it, you knew you were going to get your uh-huh. ass kicked. I mean, unless you were just one of the black dudes, then yeah. That's a little bit different. Yeah, they're allowed to say it. Sorry, white America. Like, that's just how it is. I don't know why people want to say it so bad. You know why. I guess, but even like these like little kids that yeah, I mean, uh, we talked. I think I talked about this on the podcast before too. But it seems like 
it's very prevalent in uh, in my kids' school. Like the, the N word, like, yeah, way more like, than I would expect. And um, your your kids go to like mostly white, maybe Chicago Hispanic school. Yeah, right? I mean, there's some like you know brown kids, but uh, as far as black kids, there's like one kid, one or two kids in their class. Meanwhile, I think a third of our class was black, right? Roughly. Yeah, I mean, by the time um, we were kind of leaving the area, I, there wasn't like too many other white kids that I knew. Besides you and, like, Peter Pierce. Mm. <clears throat> I certainly didn't have, like, any white friends in my classes that I can recall. Very few. In, like, 5th, 6th, 7th grade. Yeah. yeah, had a couple. Yeah. I, like, not, like, I wasn't worried about it at the time or anything. Like, those were just my friends. But looking back on it, I was like, well, yeah, I, mean, I, I looked it up the other day. I, like, I didn't know too many white people. In 4th grade, I went to, like, my friend's birthday party when we went to mm-hmm. sleepover. And we had duck for dinner because he's Filipino. Yeah. And I don't know, that's not going to be my kid's experience. No. No. Unfortunately not. Well, I was reading about um, where we grew up. Way far afield. I mean, this might not make it in. (laughs) But uh, where we grew up, you know, uh, Vallejo, Sassoon, Fairfield, that area is like the third most diverse area in the United States. Oh, is it really still? I uh, I remember going back there a few years ago when Ryan was a baby. Mm -hmm. And we went to the the 4th of July parade they have out there. And it was way wider than I remembered. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe they're moving, everyone else is going further south towards Valaya. But yeah, no, like, it's supposedly, yeah, super diverse. Definitely was me growing up. I mean, think about it. I, uh, I think if you, white kids were still, like, the plurality, mm-hmm. but they definitely were the majority. I, I think at best a third, or maybe a little bit more of the class was, was white. I'm, my guess would be, like, the city was probably just barely majority white. Mm-hmm. But then, especially since we were younger... And it was oh, true. people, because a lot of those white people were probably older and been there for a while. So the young people that were having kids weren't necessarily all white. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a white majority at our school. Anyways, I don't know if that's going to make it in, but uh, they're fucking trying to get a DUI, trying to get white a DUI. <laughs> I guess she just magic everything away. I don't know. I don't know what the limits of her magic is. There is no limits. Yeah, there's no rules. Whatever the story calls for, basically. Yeah, there's no rules. It's like there's no editor. She wrote in two days, um, which is all right. Um, if it was a horror movie like I proposed earlier, like then you definitely need to have rules. I feel like I don't like when horror movies are just like. I don't know. Well, if it's a monster movie or a slasher movie or something like that where there's a specific threat. I feel like there do need to be rules to it that need to be consistent within no, the world. No, I agree with you. No, my thing is I think I, I think there still needs to be largely consistent rules across all, all movies, right? I think if you just hodgepodge, whatever the whatever needs to work for, needs to happen with a particular scene is what's going to happen. Well, yeah, it's lazy. I don't think I think it's lazy. Yeah. It doesn't really work, and you kind of see it in this, like they're. And they got new cars and yeah, and like there's and... a part later on that when we get to it, I'm like I don't understand the mechanics of this it just seems seems to have happened because they needed something to happen uh but fucking finally bill paxton's here yeah his hair is something else like it's real short on top it's long Mm -hmm. on the sides and swept back so here's what it is so they're talking about he's uh, at the military academy or he'd been to military yeah now he's coming back from college Uh but i (laughs) it's funny because i think he had like i think in the reality in the real world bill paxton had regular dude kind of hair and they just buzz the top of it. But I think the way I imagine it in character is like he's got, he's kind of copying the college boy, just regular part of the hair sort of thing, but he's still got that military like, goofy military it. shit. So he just got a buzz cut on top. I fucking love it. He <laughs> looks so, so stupid. It's, it's like, a, like a weird mullet buzz cut. 
Because it's so, it's long on the side and then like swept back. Yeah. And the sh- top is short and then kind of combs. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think it's it's so, so great. It fits his character so perfectly. Because yeah. he's, you know, he thinks he's hot shit. But he's such a fucking dork. Everyone around him is just like, you fucking loser. Probably the best character in the movie. Yeah. Best um, acting in the movie, too. <laughs> he's, uh, oh yeah, Bill Paxton's the best part in the movie. He's giving them a hard time because they're drunk or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's trying to get Gary to throw up. He's like, how about a nice pulled pork sandwich? Greasy pulled pork <laughs> sandwich in an ashtray. Dirty ashtray. Don't forget the adjectives. Dirty ashtray. That's not good writing, but... It's also, like, not that disgusting. No. I mean, I wouldn't want to eat it, but in using it in my imagination... Yeah, the like, first not. part, like, when I'm drunk, like, a greasy pulled pork sandwich sounds pretty good. Like, Alright, no problem there. Serving an ashtray. How clean is the ashtray? It's dirty. <laughs> How dirty. <laughs> How about a greasy pulled pork sandwich? I got them in. And a stack of pancakes. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Not hearing anything I don't want to. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they put Gary to bed. Wyatt goes to find Lisa. And Kelly LeBrock kisses a little boy. <laughs> like a lot. And grabs his butt. Because <laughs> this kid who plays Wyatt is only like 14. 14, you know? 15, yeah. Like, like, I mean, legitimately. Mm-hmm. Kissing a fully grown woman. This is the 80s, I guess. Could you imagine if the genders were reversed? Or the sexes, rather. There's a movie about that. <laughs> What's it called? Lolita? <laughs> Juno? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that subplot of Jason Bateman. Mm-hmm. That was a weird subplot. I didn't know. Or, that. um... There was a whole movie with, uh... Kevin Spacey, right? Oh, I was thinking, yeah, um... American Beauty. American Beauty. I was thinking Aaron Eckhart had a movie... Not that long ago, with a similar premise. Oh really? Not like a like a he made a he was a magic boy that was made, but like he mm-hmm. was it was like him and a younger a younger woman, a much teenage woman. Yeah, a much teenage. I woman. feel like this this scene with the older made up man and the young girl might have still flown in the eighties, to be honest. Oh, it probably would have. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, yeah, the same honestly, the same scenario. Just flipping around in the eighties, like two girls make a dude. Mm-hmm. Like, it probably I, still it'll probably, it'll fun, probably. Yeah. probably is a movie like that. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, it. like Lolita, that book's old as shit. It's somewhat acceptable still. Well, yes. the whole thing's. I guess it depends on your interpretation. What about the taxi driver? Oh, with baby Jody Foster? Yeah. He saves her in the end. Okay. Unless. It's, it's not. his imagination yeah. <laughs> as he's dying. Oh, well, we're not talking about taxi driver. <laughs> <laughs> I like taxi driver, though. Let's talk about that instead. It's a better movie. It sure is. Call back to the gymnastics scene. He's like, what are you thinking about? Oh, yeah. Gymnastics. Gymnastics. And she, apparently she did a routine for him, but he fell asleep. Ten seconds in, and she did her toes. Did her toes. Uh, he wakes up. He's got her Calvins on. Um, got a nice ass. Yeah. He's just a little boy, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, James Gunn. Um, there's the nice little John Hughes nod in here. He looks at the camera while he's talking to Chet. Like Chet calls him out for. There's a couple um, little. Yeah, like Kelly LeBron does. She'll yeah. like wink at the camera. Why it doesn't at one point too? Hey, he doesn't in this scene. I thought this was Gary's scene. Then Gary does it later on. Yeah, this is Wyatt's scene where he doesn't. Uh, his no, underwear. No, 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 fucking shit. His underwear is making Bill Paxton real uncomfortable. Yeah, he's like, cover yourself, and he gets to see Bill Paxton's butt. You know, that's when he, he also um, extorts his brother yeah, for money. Yeah, for money, one hundred seventy-five dollars. Yeah. Not that steep. I guess maybe it's eighty-five. Yeah. I barely have $175 right now. Hit me up, advertisers. Uh, Sue from Night of the Creeps is in the next scene. She's the uh, perfume sales lady. And her name is Sue? Yeah, Sue. Yeah. 
A weird, I, weird flex on Sue here too. Yeah, like, oh, you know she's just she's an older woman. You wouldn't really call her a girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, so she's presumably like 23, 24. I'm um, gonna say 23. Yeah, uh, that's you still call your, your girlfriend unless you're like. Where well, they're like 15 and they've never had a, a lady yeah, or a girlfriend or, mistress. or a friend who is a girl yeah. or have ever really talked to a girl before, it seems like. Although Gary apparently called that girl every night on the phone. But hung up. Uh, he was too afraid to talk to her. Um, yeah, but let's do from Night of the Creeps. Uh, then we see Lisa's getting some lingerie. Um, Creeping out some old woman. Yeah, old lady. What's interesting about that um, panty she picks out, and this is just a weird random aside, is like, I guess, like, panty design hasn't changed very much over time. Because, yeah. like, I've definitely experienced those panties in real life on, like, girlfriends and stuff. Oh, ooh, someone's had sex. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just thinking, like, uh, I guess, like, people like what they like. You can't really, like, too much variation. Yeah, what are you going to do, man? Yeah. So, so, yeah, they're sheer and they're black and lacy. Like, that's sexy. All right, I'll just keep doing that forever. Uh, and Calvin Klein's recently got... Really popular again is women of lingerie. Hmm. Yeah, so yeah, you know, times uh, you know, times classic. Classic. Uh, lacy panties, classic panties design. You know, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and his boyfriend are cute. <laughs> now it's a pedophile. I think these. I think these guys are adults. I, at this point, Downey Jr. might be just under eighteen. No, uh huh. Eighty five. Nah, no way. <laughs> I bet he's like twenty already. I bet, um, I just uh, meant their interactions together were cute, though. Not that they, I mean, they're cute, I guess. They're dressed know. like uh, they really like new wave. I this fucking everything everyone wears in this movie pisses me off so much because it's just these films that were like such cultural touchstones in the eighties of youth culture do not seem to understand youth culture because it's always mixed up like. I'm dressed partially like Madonna, but also I'm kind of punk too, maybe. And yeah, it's that's like fucking, you I don't said know. new wave. Kyle. Yeah, which is the made-up <laughs> genre, that, like, which just bullshit encompasses weird eighty shit. Yeah, it's well, I mean, it's like uh, punk for uh, rich wusses in the drama club. Yeah, it's punk for people who aren't punks. The opposers. I've been calling him a poser in a long time because <laughs> I'm not fifteen. Punk means a lot of different things to different people. Now let me tell you what is and isn't punk. <laughs> These guys, not punk. I mean, Kelly Rock even has, like, a punky New Age yeah. new wave. Mm-hmm. Her outfit is actually cool as fuck in this scene. Well, most of them are. The only thing I don't like is the dress she wears at the party. Yeah, it's kind of like... I don't think it suits her. It's a little, uh... It, she's, like, dressing as an older woman mm-hmm. hosting a party yeah. for her older crowd. Yeah, um... <laughs> you can tell Robert Downey Jr. would be someone who loves drugs. <laughs> he, he did for a long time, but you can just, like, see it in this movie. Like, how he acts and stuff. At this point, he's probably already doing drugs. Like, oh, the, I got the soft stuff, you know? But you're like, yeah, that kid would love drugs. <laughs> they call his friend Mad Max, which is... I didn't realize that um, Mad Max or the Road Warrior was, like, culturally significant when it came out in the 80s, but it seems to have been, right? They're yeah. aware of Mad Max. Uh, I also feel like this is like a a reference to what happens later on in the movie too. Well, With fucking Wes from Mad Max is in this movie. Yeah. Or from the Road Warrior, excuse me, Mad yeah. Max Two, the Road Warrior, as it's known in Australia. Because <laughs> in the United States, no one really saw Mad Max. But they, they saw, saw the Road Warrior. Road Warrior. And Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. 
Tina Turner. You don't think I'm gonna draw? I don't wanna draw! I'm remember, just gonna draw! Remember when she just jumps into Thunderdome? Ah, like, ah, <laughs> Tina Turner's the best. <laughs> you break the deal, you spin the wheel. Yeah. Man, we're gonna watch Thunderdome at some point. Let's, let's, let's watch it next. Alright, yeah, let's do it next. I was thinking about that. I had it written it down. Let's do it like I mentioned it. Yeah. yeah, let's watch Beyond Thunderdome. Hell yeah. And then let's watch Aliens. After, I mean, I Man, know. we're like watching some movies I actually think are. I think Beyond Thunderdome is not the best Mad Max yeah. movie, but still a good movie. Well, I just want some more Bill Paxton, especially Bill Paxton when he's actually like tough. Oh, you want to watch Aliens? The yeah. Second one, okay. Yeah, yeah. Aliens, not Alien. Because yeah, Alien is seventy nine. Yeah. We can't watch it. We can watch Aliens. <laughs> I thought you would consider like seventy nine to ninety. Like, I mean, it's really part of the same thing film movement we're, we're into. Yes, I do. I think Alien counts, but we're gonna watch Aliens, because Bill Paxton. Oh, man. Oh, we're screwed, man. Man, you can really tell how much we didn't care for this movie in this episode of the podcast. We're talking about every Every, everything else we could possibly talk about, but we're saying. <laughs> but they're at the mall. Uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s boyfriend dumped an icy on him, and everyone's like, ah, fucking losers. That's, uh, we also get their girlfriends being like, should we break up with them? I really don't like these guys. We're just with them for the party, the social circle that they can introduce us to. Yeah, I'm like, we'll go into a social coma. It's only been three months, so yeah, just fucking stop calling them. Yeah, just ghost them. That's how the kids do it. Yep. Um, they, <laughs> they don't seem like that crazy of bullies, though, you know what I mean? Like, I'd probably just fight them, but... Yeah, but you're also not Gary and Wyatt. No, I'm not wimpy. Even when I was in high school, I wasn't skinny and small. Which is... Not to say that's all that matters in life, but in high school, sometimes it, it does play a really important role. Yeah, to not get Kind of shitty. I mean, society could move on from that one day, but probably not with children. It's getting a little better. I hope so. Because, uh, yeah, even, like, being aggressive and, uh, you know, big and somewhat violent people that fucked with me i still got a lot of shit in high school oh no you remember that shit yeah i just would rather not have to fucking deal with it yeah you just, just leave like the fucking alone man like i had big plans for today about how things were gonna go and i didn't think i was gonna have to get in a yelling match with you about your masculinity as perpetuated upon me because i'm wearing fucking punk clothes <laughs> yeah <laughs> Fucking, man, whatever this fucking movie, man. Mad Max and Ian and their bullshit. I've never tossed off to anything. Yeah, well, yeah they're gonna have a party now. We're only <laughs> well, I missed the part where, like, they're going down with their, the stairs of the girlfriend and then they see Lisa. And oh. Like, oh, shit, better chase her. Yeah, and, like, you were looking at us, right? Huh? 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 And Robert Downey Jr. seems like a horny little horn dog. Yeah, this is uh, my friend, uh, I mean, this is my friend Max called Mad Max. <laughs> What's up? Where are you going to? Where's your pussy? I mean, uh. <laughs> And then Gary and Wyatt pull up in a Porsche. Gary they gives her some. Yeah, Gary gives um, Lisa some uncomfortable kisses. Does not look cool. Yeah, like uh, Gary like really forces some kisses on Lisa. Here. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I'll play along for your fucking ego in front of these fucking dweebs. She's like trying to teach them, you know, to be themselves and all this sort of positive shit. And they're just like, no, we got to impress Robert Downey Jr. and Mad Men. Yeah, like, why do you want to impress these two shits that, like, have been terrible to you your entire life, it seems like. Yeah, and fucking, in this scene, Robert Downey Jr. is wearing, like, fucking cargo shorts with, like, studded belt and some other belt. Like, this dude's not cool. 
He's Robert Downey Jr., but he's not Iron Man yet. <laughs> um, yeah, they're gonna have a party now. We're only half an hour in the movie, and at this point, it's like, is the party scene like fucking an hour long? Yes. Everything's just at the party. I don't remember that shit. I'm not filming this movie at this point. I was like, oh my god. I was like, where are the jokes at? What? When? Because one there's like funny gags in this movie. The uh, funny thing scene is the scene with uh, Gary's parents. Yeah. Like, tossing off. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, that is the best scene in the movie. Hunter tossing off. Hunter, you were tossing off this. Yeah. So good, and I like afterwards too that she erases her memory, and his dad has no idea. Who's you? The fucking Gary. Who is Gary? This Gary person. Yeah, fucking, alright, party starts, Lisa gets the door, says hi to, like, a million people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, why they got fucking, like, snacks and pies, and what yeah. the fuck, I've never There's been... There's a tart. I'm going to my first big high school party, can't wait to see what the snacks are like. <laughs> well, hopefully I have caviar. Yeah. Like, like maybe a... if it's rich people, yeah. And again, Kyle, you've seen the house, you've seen the school, with their yeah. gymnastics teams, and their... The only way to find growing, out is to ask John Mulaney, the stand-up crew. comedian, because he's from, like, rich white people, Chicago, too, so oh, is maybe he? he knows. He seems like that. He seems like a John Hughes type of kind of type. Uh-huh. Well, Hit us up, Mulaney, we need to know. Yeah. He's one of, like, well, he's Mulaney, he's Irish Catholic, right? So he's, like, one of, like, probably family started off crime business, got involved in the politics. Well, I mean, that's our family, but you don't, we're not. Where'd all that money go? I think we were, uh, the first, uh... The first marriage for for uh, yeah, Big Mike, and then he had like, Mike. He had three or four other wives. So. Yeah, so we got fucked. Didn't one. work out for the bloodline. It's all right. I'd rather be poor than fucking shitty political rich, uh, mm, uptight boring. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. We see his grandparents later, and they fucking suck. It's his mom's parents, though, so they're not Donnellys. Presumably, they're not the Irish criminals. Yeah. <laughs> It is set off for baloney. Mm-hmm. Baloney. baloney. Oh, I swear. That's right. This is Malaki. Let me hit you with that. <laughs> um, we do hear uh, living in the 80s in one scene. The kids dance to 80s. I'm living in the 80s. Which is a band called The Killing Joke, which is a really great punk band. That song is not representative of their catalog. <laughs> so <laughs> is, uh, is this a reference to the actual Killing Joke? That's not out yet in 85, is it? Yeah, um, it is. No, the band Killing Joke has existed since like 78 or yeah, so. So I think they predate Batman the Killing Joke. Is Killing Joke a reference I, to the Yes, Joke. I believe Batman the Killing Joke is a reference to the band Killing Joke. Yeah. Also, just as a concept of comedy and English um, uh, 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 idioms. Because, oh, that joke kills. It's Killing Joke. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Moore. Alan Moore, you crazy wizard. See, uh, uh, Javier Cortez quoted uh, Watchmen. Oh, did she? Yeah. What'd she say? She, uh, someone was, oh, I can't remember what the exchange was, but it was the the Rorschach line. Like, you're not, I'm not stuck in here with you. Oh, you're stuck you're in here, stuck here with me. You're locked in here with me. Man, that's pretty badass. I like a lot of stuff she says. She's pretty good on it. Her Twitter game is on point. Yeah. I just like, um, she's just like, nah, I'm not going to back down. Yeah. Like, they're going to bully me all the time. Nah, fuck it. I'll just that's say how it. I feel. I'll just say wild shit, I too. feel like I've grown up hearing a lot of, like, right-wing bullshit. Mm. And just have, like, I'll sit there and take it because I don't want to cause a fight. But at this point in my life, like, if you say it in front of me, you're going to get, I'm going to hear me arguing with you about it. Yeah. Well, that was, like, Plot Eve calling, um, uh, Trump a motherfucker. And I was like, I, yeah. find, I finally feel represented <laughs> in this representative democracy. I've been calling Trump a motherfucker on Twitter for, for years. Yeah, fucking say it. Just fucking say it. Say it with the chest. I don't know, man. Grandparents show up. They get frozen. Uh, 
Gary and Wyatt are brokering human beings with Robert Downey Jr. As <laughs> yeah, that's trade. Like, you can, you can fuck your girlfriends if we can fuck Lisa, and they're like, I got a better idea. Well, they're like, we're not going to give up Lisa, is basically what it yeah, is. Yeah, like, no, we want to fuck all of them. <laughs> well, I don't know, they don't really want to fuck Lisa, because they've had plenty of opportunities to do it. I think they're, um, they're too scared to do the sex anyways. Well, I, don't I think know. they're incels. Maybe. I don't but know, because they, they seem to be willing to do it with, with Deb and... Pilly? Hilly? What's the name? Hilly? I don't know. I, I think it's Hilly. <laughs> um, because there, there's that scene in the bathroom and they're like, oh, doesn't it suck that we, we own Lisa but we can't actually get closer? I think they have a weird moral... I guess, yeah, they're not evil guys or anything. They're yeah, just, I mean, like, they're they're very close to incels, but they're not quite incels. Yeah. I just think they're unsure about themselves, which is really, like, the, the precursor to being incels. Yeah, well, I think the big precursor to being an incel is a fear of women. I think these dudes are really, really afraid of women. I don't, yeah, it might be not, I don't even know if it's just women, I think it's people they're afraid oh, of. Oh, yeah, probably. They're afraid of the interactions. Mm-hmm. Right, because that's how, when they go to the candy bar, they're like, oh, we can't be here. And they're hiding in the bathroom. At their own party? At their own party, and it's not because they're afraid of women, it's because they're afraid of just interacting with people. Yeah. And which I guess, again, is incels aren't necessarily just afraid of women. Afraid they of are afraid of... Human interaction. Yeah, so I guess John Hughes did write, like, a proto-incel movie. Yeah, so, yeah, this is, like, fucking incels, if you want to teach people about your feelings, show them this movie. <laughs> It'll make you look really good. You look like real people are like, oh, I really get it now. I support your beliefs. Yeah, it won't backfire at all. I don't know. I don't think this movie, in the end, really supports incel philosophy. Because it's, again, the message is just be yourself. Don't be a Chad, right? Yes, that's true. Because Mad Max and Ian are the Chads in this movie. Mm-hmm. And Lisa is basically telling them not to be like those guys. Yeah, they're annoying. I don't know. This Luckily, movie, even then... They, this movie was written in two days where we're develop, divulging way too much of the philosophy. We're giving it way too much credit. Yeah, there's not actually any philosophy no, to it. It's, yeah, simple, it's, it's, just it's, it's just nerds getting the girls. It's the 80s. Um, yeah, so they're going to build their own Lisa for Robert Downey Jr. and his boyfriend. Oh, there's a part where Deb and Hilly are talking about Lisa right before they meet Gary and, and Wyatt for like the real first time. Yeah, in the shower. And they're like, oh, she's so great, isn't she so pretty? And she burped and it was charming. And I feel like that is not how anybody talks about someone that they're jealous of. It's not how two dudes talk about another dude that they're like kind of jealous of. It's not how ladies talk about another woman that they're jealous of. It's just a weird conversation. There's a lot of weird still to dialogue in this movie. Yeah, I mean, you could have gone through another, maybe another pass-through. Yeah. Or John Hughes doesn't know how human beings talk. But then, I don't know, I feel like his dialogue is a lot better than most of his other movies. Yeah, I just but I, I haven't seen, like, Breakfast Club in, like, ten years, maybe. I watched, like, five minutes of it the other day because it was on TBS. Yeah. It's on TBS all the time still. Remember yeah. how on TV, it was, like, on TBS every weekend? Yeah. It was like you were in weekend detention yeah. and you had to watch Breakfast Club every time. Uh, the inspiration for Harry Potter's photos takes place in this scene. <laughs> I have that line here, too. Damn it! <laughs> I say J.K. stole this idea. Yeah. Dancing pictures. Dancing pictures stuff. And then it got stuck in the TV. It was pretty good. Chimneys of a, um, a vacuum. Um, we have the iconic nudity of this movie. Definitely. Piano lady? Yeah, this is something that like has been ingrained in my brain since whenever we first saw this movie. Probably like 9 or 10. As soon as it was happening, I was like, ah, oh, yes, I know every detail of this scene. <laughs> it's weird how the animal brain works. 
Everything's turning blue. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's cool, though. Uh, she gets sucked out of the chimney into the pool. Uh, fucking live titties in a PG-13 movie. The mm-hmm. 80s were crazy. I do like the dance that the parents do in the picture. Mm-hmm. Looks like they're having a good time. <laughs> uh, then a nuclear bomb shows up. A dove lands on it. Get it? <laughs> that was pretty clever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My notes are missile problems. Let's trade weird science. Weird science. Old people show up. Those uptight grandparents are here, beating kids with their hats and stuff. You rascalian! Carpetbagger! Lisa's like, hey, you old fucks, it's time for you to die. And they disappear. What happened to them? They're dead. They got frozen in the cupboard. Oh, yeah, they're just frozen, actually. Oh, this is my next note. This I guess where I noticed it. I was like, don't particularly like Lisa's dress. I had to write that down. Sequency. Uh, we see some slow dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my notes here are the hills have Mad and Max eyes. Yeah, <laughs> hills have eyes, guy. <laughs> Road Warrior Man Wes. Yeah, so what she needs to prove their bravery or get them to stand up for themselves, something, just have hey, some agency. Yeah, she's trying to get them to, uh, to take action at some point. Yeah, so she summons a monster biker gang. And uh, this is one of those things, I don't understand her powers, because at the resolution of this, these monster biker gang people seem to have lives that exist outside the monster yeah, did, gang. Did she turn like, some regular people into monster men and then have them attack this party? That's kind of what it seems yeah, like. Yeah, which is like, uh, yeah, I wouldn't want this to ruin my teaching career. <laughs> Lovely house. Oh, that's another thing too, is, um, yeah, all these dudes in the biker gang are like super monster people, and then his like wife was his... Wife a possible sex slave is like a model. I love it. <laughs> My notes are like, I love when the mutants leave. It's just because like, it's such a turn from where they yeah. were like five seconds ago. I really hate to have this affect my teaching career. Mm-hmm. Girls <laughs> schmurls! That little line delivery from Robert Downey Jr. is fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> He's so wacky in this movie. This is like whoever someone saw this and was like. That man can play Chaplin. <laughs> this is interesting. So he pulls out a gun, right, to scare off Wes. Yeah, it's the, the squirt game. gun that he supposedly yeah, he's, he actually fires it and turns out to be a real gun. And then it cuts to Deb and Hilly or whatever, and they're fucking turned on by being a gun. You know what I mean? They're like, ooh, give me danger. <laughs> the thing that bothered me in this scene is, like, the, the mutants attack this party. They have everybody, like, terrified. But as soon as the mutants start harping on Gary and Wyatt, like, the entire party's like, ah, ha, ha, Gary and Wyatt, they're wearing bras. We might all die from these mutants, but yeah. these fucking dweebs. <laughs> it's nerds. <laughs> get them, mutants. <laughs> yeah, burn. <laughs> yeah, get them, mutants. You can have my ass next. Um, I've Ned Stark's line, uh, when you're scared, there's a long time you can't be brave. And, you know, I mean, yeah, that's true. That's a true line. Yeah. But I just thought of it, and I was like, yeah, because he's like, were you scared? And he's like, of course I was. But I had to do what I had to do. And I was like, I had, I know a better version of that idea. And then Stark says <laughs> Party is, I guess, kind of clearing out, though, because everyone's like, man, we almost got raped to death. We just probably leave. Yeah, but uh, Hilly comes to Wyatt and was like, man, it's been a pretty strange night. Can I ask you something strange? And he's like, go for it, baby. Do you love Lisa? No. Well, she's like, you give me a kiss? Oh. And he's like, where do you want it? <laughs> well, he's so slick now. Oof. 
even though Gary did most of the work in defeating the <laughs> motorcycle gang, but whatever, why it's cool too, I guess. That's the thing about this movie, I can't figure out if we're supposed to root more for Gary or more for, for Wyatt. Obviously, it's like a two-hander kind of movie, but... Yeah, I find Gary more annoying, and then Wyatt uh, equally as annoying, but for different reasons. Yeah, Gary's annoying because he's, like, a, actually, his actions are annoying. Wyatt's yeah. annoying because he has... His inaction. Yeah, annoying. his inaction is annoying. Yeah. Um, I noticed that the they're paired off with the girls that match their hair, mm-hmm. which well, it's a nice touch. Well, yeah, I've I've read that uh, blonde-haired, blue-eyed people prefer blonde-haired, blue-eyed mates because they know that their children are theirs. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that would make sense. And then also to keep the Aryan blood strong, right? Oh, that too. Of course, of course, yeah. Interesting. I uh, do not give a fuck. <laughs> well, maybe um, you, you do. You have a preference. It's just not. You know what I mean? Not the white bloodline part. Well, I don't so know. Have, well, because... You have a um, subconscious preference. I guess, but um, all the girls I've dated are not necessarily dated, but whatever. Well, there's not, like, a lot of consistency between them that I can figure out physically or even really, like, emotionally. I mean, <laughs> I'm, this is fucking scattershot. That's what I'm doing. I'm just going for it. I'll let the chips fall where they may. <laughs> Give out to our debut Chips all over the bit. Yeah, usually you end up pretty... Speaking of another You end up pretty one. bummed out, but whatever. Give it a shot. Uh, oh, uh, Chet's here. He's pointing guns at young girls that he doesn't know. Yeah, because Gary and Wyatt paired off. They basically said that they love Lisa like a sister. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, Wyatt banged her in his sister's room. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Let the chips fall where they may. Go out there and give 110%. Speaking of chips, uh, Lisa calls Chet Chip, and he's like, "Name's Chet, name's Chet," which bitch. is also a dumb name, anyways. Yeah, Chet Chip. Wyatt, the same stupid name. Gary. Gary's okay compared to Wyatt and Chet. Fucking, if you're not Wyatt Earp, don't be named Wyatt. <laughs> hey, I can't think of another Wyatt. That's cool. I can't remember thinking about Wyatt. I mean, I don't even know if Wyatt Earp's necessarily cool, but Kurt Russell as Wyatt Earp is cool. That's a good movie. Yeah, directed by Kurt Russell, allegedly. Not Panos Cosmos. Not, um, no, George Cosmos. Panos we talked about this. No. Yeah, there's a song. Movie, I think. Yeah, uh, on Cobra, probably. Go yeah, back and listen to it. Yeah. Uh, Chet <laughs> gives him a punishment, Wedgie. He's like, you think about what you've done, Wedgie time. <laughs> Hitting people in the head with, uh, with a gun, too. Mm-hmm. Bonking him. Yeah, it's gotta hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah, guns are pretty heavy. Um, but Lisa's like, all right, I'm gonna take care of uh, Chet here. You guys take the girls home. And for some reason, we get a really weird uh, police chase scene with Gary. I fucking hate it. Why is that in the movie? Yeah, my my note is like, was the is the was the movie too short and they needed to throw in some weird chase scene? Like, yeah. why the fuck is it here? I was like, isn't this movie fucking over? What's yeah, this? What's the point? It's a really weird pacing. Yeah, and also uh, Chet tells Lisa he wants to butter her muffin. Oh, yeah, is that a surprise? He's a piece of shit. And butter your muffin. She turns into like a booger monster. Yeah, he's Dookie Chet. <laughs> Dookie Chet. If you think that's a good pickup line? Try it on your wife. Like, hey, Courtney, um, butter your muffin. I, I do. I say weird shit. Yeah. Like that all the time. I guess you've been married a long time. I've <laughs> been dating a long time. I, uh, I've uh, made up like a weird. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this one because I know she wants this shit out there. <laughs> I made up like a. Sometimes I make up like weird like 70s, uh, 80s R&B style songs. Oh, and cool. I did one the other day about uh, going to Arenas and <laughs> visiting her chocolate star on my love rocket. <laughs> that's pretty good. You guys have a good time. 
Um, my next note. Oh, I referenced Iggy Pop and the Stooges again because after the cop chase, she's like, "Oh, Gary, you're the best." Because you danger. And then I try to draw hearts. I'm a passenger. But I, I can't draw. I, I can't draw hearts at all. Like what the fuck are those? They look like. Oh, you draw hearts like Jamie does. <laughs> He's only six years old. <laughs> well, you draw hearts like a six-year-old. God damn. Uh, Wyatt tells his girlfriend or girlfriend or that he loves her, and I was like, hmm, that's way too soon for that. It is. It, I think it's. I think it's okay, and it kind of works. Yeah. Because it's more like, ah, I love the like, relationship. I had a great time. Yeah. And she kind of takes it that way, and that's really kind of always presenting it. I think. Yeah, but, I guess. He's just like, um, I'm glad, I'm like, I like you a lot at this girl is I'm yeah, glad we've met each interestingly other. Interestingly, though, Gary tells Deb everything. He's very honest about what's been happening. Wyatt doesn't mention any of that shit. <laughs> well, I think we know what Wyatt's problem is. He's a liar? Yeah. <laughs> He's a goddamn liar. Uh, Dookie Chet. He feels real bad about treating Gary and Wyatt like shits. He's eating flies. I guess he's like a frog monster. I don't know. He looks like a pile of dookie. Yeah, but he's got a flower frog pen. I saw that the costume was made just for real Paxton so he could control it, but he was too claustrophobic, so two dwarves had to do it. Oh, really? Yeah. I knew like, the lines were clearly ADR. Dwarves? Yeah. was supposed to say little people now? I feel like little people is way more insulting than I dwarf. don't know. I think dwarf might be okay, but I believe they prefer little people. Dwarf is like the medical term. Dwarfism? Dwarfism, yeah. But I, little people seem so offensive. Yeah, little people seem really offensive to me. Oh, yeah, how's it going, you little yeah, people? Yeah, I feel like it's the one step away from munching. But if they um, want to be called little people, they'll say it, I guess. Yes. Fucking, they fell in love in one night. One party can change the world. My last message. And party then, on. Now, <laughs> imagine <laughs> I, like, turned into dust and floated away. <laughs> one party can change the world. Party on, dudes. <laughs> no, I wish I could go that at some point. Yeah. I was thinking of Slurs McKenzie. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, go on, oh, girls. Parnish too much. <laughs> I'm gonna go lie down. Uh, they have a, I guess, um, a touching good farewell to Lisa. Yeah, she's crying a little bit. She's like, it sucks a little bit. I read that like John Hughes was like tearing up while he filmed that scene. As John Hughes, what the fuck are you talking? Yeah, because this is like a, again a weird John Hughes like sex fantasy thing. Yeah, that's so. the entire movie. Uh, I was like, my lesson is like, where's she gonna go? She doesn't have a social security number. Yeah, well, I mean, she'll make great <laughs> she'll one. I'm magic it. Yeah, yeah, because she gets a job as a PE teacher at their school, right? I think so. But I guess they're gonna be seeing her a lot. Yeah, and then here's his dad won't let him hug him. He goes to <laughs> hug him. He's like, no, we gotta no, no, she can't. You have a formal relationship with that, like yeah, like that with your your sons. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. No at, at best, a handshake, and only if they've done yeah. a really good job. You know, I heard you did a good job at school today. Put it there, son. How <laughs> fucking weird. Um, and then my last note says, "Boo, not as good as I remember." <laughs> I did not like it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was a uh, fucking once. Well, I was like halfway into it after the mall scene. And I was like, fuck, the rest of the movie is going to be the party, isn't it? And yeah. I was like, thank God it's only like an hour and a half long. We're fucking almost done. It seems really long. It just all seems so pointless and I mean, again, like, it is a movie that was written in two days. And for it being written in two days, it's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming there's some rewrites between shooting, ratchet, yeah, ratchet, shooting. Be, yeah. It's definitely a movie that could have uh, done with a rewrite, like a really serious one. Because I think there's some some good stuff there. Yeah. I guess. They, I, mean, um, I mean, they made a TV show out of it in the 90s. Yeah. I don't remember how good the TV show was. I remember watching the TV show a little bit, but mm-hmm. not like something I 
Like, if it was on, and I watched, like, an episode or two, but I definitely have not seen Well, I guess that. the reason it became a TV show is just... We already know the fucking concept works because of Bewitched and I Dream of Jesus. Yeah, right? <laughs> so they just made that for teenagers. <laughs> oh, well. Um, this is a movie, though, I feel like you... Um, let's remake it. Weird Science? I don't... I wouldn't want to remake this movie. <laughs> I, really, I really don't want anything to do with Weird Science. Not one bit. I, uh... God, no. Mm-mm. No. I'd rather, like, make fucking Spider-Man 4 continuation of the same <laughs> same <Ray> <laughs> Trilogy, then. I'd rather make uh, Batman, Robin, and Batgirl the sequel to the Joel Schumacher Batman and Robin movie. Oh, they were, they were going to do that, weren't they? Uh, I don't know what that was going to be called, but yeah, they were going to do it. They were going to have I a think Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn was going to be the bad guy. And who do you think would have played her? In like, what, 97? Oh, no, it would have been like 99, I bet. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Fucking Natalie Portman. <laughs> Ruined <Nope. her> career. <laughs> She had bigger things to do at the time. She was Princess Amidala. Occasionally it was Keira Knightley. I think Keira Knightley is still probably one of the most beautiful women of all time. You had a big crush on her. Uh-huh. I and I kind of like had, I just really hadn't thought about her too much until recently. Because she's been, I think just being like a mother and stuff, not really acting. Uh-huh. But just now, I was like, oh, fucking Keira Knightley. She's <laughs> so beautiful. And she's so talented. Fucking <laughs> Atonement. Atonement's a good movie. I don't know if I've seen Atonement. Oh. That's too bad. It's that shitty one. Wasn't she Guinevere in that? Key Arthur? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She looked cool with the face paint and stuff, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's about it. Anton Fuqua. He's like, you know what? I'm going to follow up to Training Day. Uh, award-winning film. I'll make this King Arthur bullshit. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right. That's the end of the episode, though. Weird Science sucks. Beyond Thunderdome's next. Uh, Matt Max Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah, Beyond Thunderdome, you got some Tina Turner, you got Master Blaster. Mm-hmm. It's all good stuff. Um, Adventureproductions.com, you know, buy uh, buy some advertisements from us under the Thrill Me section, or Thrill M section, is what I put, actually. I think it's supposed to be. We have not been pushing them. I think it's Thrill, thrill Me. I think it's Thrill M. Because oh. you're thrilling somebody else. Oh. Mm. Okay. I think. Whatever. I don't know. And then we're, you can donate. There's some Patreon shit. You can watch us on Twitch. Twitch. We'll be streaming. I'm going to start streaming Fallout on Monday. I'm going to start streaming um, Spider-Man Cartoon Maker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright, later. That's Space Force. Space Bye. Force. Be on Thunder Dome. Be on Thunder Dome.